You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Hey, hey, hey! Hi, all. For you that do not know who I am, my name is Jeremy. I am the production director here. So I know a lot of you, but maybe I don't know you, obviously. Now we do. We're friends, so you can sit beside me on the bus now. So it's funny, I was actually going to start off with a joke, but I'm going to tell you what, you guys being right there and hearing you guys sing right there, I'm not even that emotional of a guy, and I was like on the verge of just getting emotional. So I appreciate you, you guys blessed me with that moment right there, and thank you Jake and the band for leading us in that extra little time for us to focus Um, because we are we are children of God and we are who he says that we are so I just wanted to thank you guys I didn't even plan on saying any of that I promise so thank you guys that was a blessing for me Um, so on with the jokes so I have a confession to make I was standing at the end of this ramp and uh, the green room they have cookies back there And I shoved at least three into my face before I came up here. No doubt, three. And I even had time to pour some lemonade because I thought, hey, bad news. Shove cookies in your mouth, try to speak, probably going to end up with some dry mouth out there. So all of that happened right before you guys blessed me. So all of that was happening in one minute. Hey, so first day of school, how many people in here still have teachers that make you introduce yourself? So like you have to stand up, right? And you have to, do you have to say like your name and like a fruit that's the same or something like that? Is that like a normal thing still? Okay, this trips me out because I'm thinking how much more helpful would it be? Like if you're going to introduce yourself, you should do this thing right. So like when you introduce yourself, what if you actually like had to just say something true? Like what if you had to be honest, right? So like for me, it would be like if I was in, you know, middle school, high school, fill in the blank, first day of school, I'd be like, hey, my name is Jeremy and I'm going to fart and blame it on other people. <laughs> right? That would be good information to know, right? You would like to know that. You know, another one would be like, you know, kid stands up and says, Hey, my name is Austin. You know, I'm really smart, and you would be good for you to get in a group with me because I'll do all the work. Right? That would be good information. I don't need to know Austin Apple. You know, Apple, Austin. Like, why would I say a fruit? So even so, here's I've got another one. Hey, my name is Brittany, and uh, I'm going to try to one-up every story you tell every time you tell it. That would be good information, right? Then we would know, stay away from Brittany, or don't tell stories around Brittany. So then you have, uh, say, Billy stands up and he says, hey, I'm the bully, okay? I'm going to make fun of you every chance I get, and uh, probably going to make you feel horrible about yourself at some point, just to make myself feel better, right? Right? That, that would be good information to have. I would like to know that. So uh, the, the mean kid, you know, let's, let's get our heads into a space now. Let's imagine this bully this kid, let's just say he's in every one of your classes this year. That kid, every one of your classes. It, it, guy or girl, I don't want to pick on just the guys. Okay, I'm sure there's plenty of girl bullies in here. I can tell by looking at some of you. <laughs> Not true. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Uh, so, 
imagine they're with you in every single class. They're walking to class with you. Same bully, right? Same mean person. Imagine they're in the car with you on the way to school and on the way home from school. Imagine that same person was spent all of that time with you, right? So they were just with you all of the time. To me, that feels insane, right? Like that is, my brain would want to explode with the thought of that mean person being around me. Here's the truth though, guys. This happens to us a lot. Like this is actually a part of our lives. For most, I would, I would argue to say most of you in here, and especially for me, the, the nightmare is, is that that mean person is with you. And you know what that answer is? It's you. You are with you 100% of the time. Heads up, newsflash, you are the meanest person you know. You are. You know how I know that? You know how I know? Because I'm the meanest person I know in my head. I tell myself things that I would never say to a friend of mine. Are you kidding me? The things you've told yourself when you've looked in the mirror, the things you've told yourself when you've tried on clothes at that department store or at the mall or fill in the blank, the things you've said to yourself, what if you told your friends those things, right? They wouldn't be friends very often. That's how I know you're the meanest person that you know because you are with you 100% of the time. You are the common denominator in every one of your relationships, everything you're involved in. You are the person that's in every class. You go with yourself to every class. You ride home, you ride to school, you're with yourself 100% of the time. So, last week we filled out name tags. Remember, you had to fill out a name tag if you were here last week. If not, we filled out a name tag and it was about our identity. So you're filling out, you know, our identity, what labels that other people have put on you, maybe labels you put on yourself. We're going to look at the same thing. We're going to look at the same idea, but we're going to look at this completely different today. So this is, this is what's going on in your head. This is what you're doing to yourself. And the interesting thing is this doesn't usually turn out very nice. At least not in my head, it doesn't turn out very nice. You know, we fill in the blank with stuff like, hello, my name is awkward right so that would be the next slide hello my name is awkward I see what we're doing here this is great this actually like fits the point I love this oh see how awkward that was hello my name is awkward and what so a lot of us can feel this way I know I can feel super awkward I'm a big guy like Uh, Me and my wife were talking the other day. I feel awkward in a camper, right? This doesn't fit in a camper very well. That feels a little weird. I don't know where that just came from. Wasn't planning on saying that. So we could fill in this blank with, hello, my name is stupid, right? How many people in here have told yourself you are stupid at some point? Wow, that is more than I imagined. Okay, well, good news. You're not. You're actually not stupid. So the next one, hello, my name is Worthless. All right, now this one really starts to hit home, right? Hello, my name is Worthless. What happens when someone else tells you that you're worthless and you've told yourself that you're worthless? 
man, that's hard to get, get over. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because a lot of times we listen to people, and you especially listen to yourself in your own mind. How about this one? Okay, girls, get ready for this. My name is Ugly. Hey, I'm not saying guys. I mean, look, I get it. You know what I mean? We got to have the selfie on the left side because that's our best side. Like, I, I understand. You know, I can relate. But here's the thing. Seriously. Okay, look, co- come back. Come back with me. Let me let's talk about this for a minute. And I, I didn't I didn't plan to say this, but I need to say this. Okay, I have two daughters and a beautiful wife. And let me tell you, the most important thing to me as my journey as a man and as a father is to make sure that those girls understand that they are absolutely gorgeous and that no matter what anybody tells them and no matter what they see on social media and no matter what they choose to tell themselves in their own minds, I have to make sure that they can accept themselves for the way God made them, okay? Absolutely, please hear me. Guys, put that, I don't even know where that came from, but please put that in away in the file cabinet and understand if you want to be impressive as a man and if you want to be attractive to women, you treat them like they're supposed to. Do not shame them for the way they look. They're dealing with this all the time in social media. They're dealing with this all the time in every ad that's ever posted. The perfect body shape, the perfect size, fill in the blank. So please just take that little piece. I don't even know why I just got so on a, on a pedestal about that. But this mean, that means a lot to me. So please, please take that little nugget outside of all this. And now I'm completely lost. Oh, okay, next slide. Um, so we're all super critical of ourselves. Okay, this is, that's the point of this entire rant, is that you are your worst critic. And the things that you say in your head, you would never say to another person. And I know this because I've done it. You know, I've for 34 years, well, at least until I could start talking, I've been telling myself in my head many, many things that aren't true about myself. And I've been believing them for a lot of years as well. Um, and so this, this supercritical nature is what drives us to this whole identity, our own identity in our own heads being completely untrue. Now, Solomon, uh, the book of Proverbs, was written by Solomon. He was regarded as one of the wisest men ever. Uh, even if you're not a Christian, you don't even know about this Jesus thing, you should check out the book of Proverbs because it is full of sayings and amazing quotes from Solomon, one of the wisest men to ever live. Um, but I want to talk specifically about chapter 11, uh, verse 17. Uh, your kindness will reward you, but your cruelty will destroy you. And I thought this verse was very powerful, but and here's why, because... When I see this, I automatically think of other people. I think I need to treat other people with kindness, and I don't need to be cruel to other people, right? That's where we immediately go. You've heard these verses read. You immediately think it's about your behavior towards people around you. But remember today, we're flipping the script on this, and we're, we're thinking about, like, we don't put much effort into, into ourselves with this. This is why we've told ourselves we're awkward or we're ugly, or we're overweight, or whatever you're telling yourself in your, in your head that you believe. And so this is what we usually don't think about. I want you guys to start seeing this as, a, as both ways. Now, I'm not telling you, you you don't need to treat other people with kindness, and you don't need to be, don't be cruel to your friends. You won't have many friends. But the point is, you have to do this to yourself as well. 
you are super critical of yourself. And so if you don't obey these rules for yourself, you're going to set yourself up for very bad things. You're going to destroy yourself. Uh, and we're told that from one of the wisest men ever. And uh, so here's a couple of things that we kind of do without thinking. And maybe you guys can relate to this. Uh, let's say you finished a game. You just finished ball game. A lot of times you're not very nice to yourself. You're telling yourself you should have ran faster, should have jumped higher, uh, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. You're telling yourself these things. No one else has told you this. You're thinking, oh, you know, I look in the mirror, I don't like the way my nose looks, or I wish my hair was blonde, or my eyes were blue, or brown, or whatever you wish. You're telling, these things are running. You know, you hang out in a crowd, you look over there, oh, well, why, why aren't I mixed in with that crew? Well, they must think I'm weird, or I don't fit in with them. You're, you're telling yourself these things. These are lies that are running in your head. Instagram, Snap, all that stuff, I mean, man, they're going to fill your head full of lies that no one else is filling you full of. This is you. Okay, so is everybody tracking with me? We're going to own that. We're going to have to sit in that for a minute and go, wow, we don't treat ourselves very good. The things that we say in our minds don't line up with how we treat our friends. We don't give ourselves that same forgiveness that we give our friends. Now, here's the, here's the trick to this. You're not saying this out loud, right? You're saying this in your head, which means it's not hurting anyone. No one's going to know. No one's going to care that you're bashing yourself and you're bringing your self-esteem down and you're causing yourself to complete destruction by being cruel. No one's going to know it. You're not saying these things out loud. And so it's very easy to go, oh, it's not hurting anyone, or you let this continue to happen all through middle school, high school, college, because you're going to have a lot of interactions with a lot of different people. And this is obviously going to cause a lot of stress in your life. When you get that stressed out, it starts to come out on those around you. It affects your relationships. Everything starts to build off this principle of you lying to yourself. So Solomon also says that kindness is going to reward us. So what would it look like, just so that we know, what would it look like if we flipped this and we started being kind to ourselves? What would it look like if we actually were kind to ourselves? I think it would build our self-esteem. I know it would build our self-esteem. And you know what happens when you build your self-esteem? And I'm not saying you need to tell yourself you're the best thing ever, okay? Let's not get weird with it. I'm saying you need to allow yourself grace with these little things that you're thinking. And what this does is it makes you seem more mature. Do you want to feel more mature? you want to seem like you're more mature? Then you start telling yourself that you're not ugly and that you are good enough to make that team, and you can do whatever. You build yourself up from the inside, and guess what? Because you are with you 100% of the time, everything around you is going to be affected. Everything that you interact with every single day is going to be more positive, and you are going to create so much more for yourself when you're kind to yourself. Kind to yourself. So to me, this is a bold statement. This is a very bold statement, but I'm going to make it. I would argue that what you say in your head about yourself is a direct reflection of how you feel about God and how you believe God created you. And that is a dark hole to be in because we don't know what's going on in there. Only you know what's going on in there. Only I know what I've said to myself. Only you know the things that you're saying to yourself. And we have the creator of everything in this world, everything we see, the creator that created snowflakes, 
You know that every snowflake that falls is completely different? Have you ever heard this? You can put them under a microscope. Every snowflake is completely unique. That God that created those snowflakes is the same God that created you, and he thinks you are so valuable and worth so much that he sent his son to die on the cross to forgive you of all your past and and future sins. That's how valuable you are. So you're telling yourself in your mind that you're not that valuable. What does that say about how your relationship with God is? Your trust in who God made you to be. And so I don't want to live that life. I don't want to teeter on that dangerous level. I believe that God created us perfect and that he's created us for that purpose. And that's how we have to start being kind to ourselves. So Paul, uh, he, he's, he realizes early on that churches are getting this wrong, right? I mean, this is early. And churches are, they're losing their identity. And he realizes it. And so he starts writing to these churches. So let's pull up uh, Colossians 3, verse 8. And he says, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Now. And the interesting thing is I go right back to the last verse. And I'm thinking this is, I'm, this is talking about dealing with other people. Right? I, I, yeah, I don't need to be angry. We would all agree we want to treat people good. Right? You wouldn't have very many friends if you did all these things. But, but yet we're very malicious to ourselves. We slander the way we look. We call ourselves names. We get angry when we fail, when we do something wrong. And this builds in us, and then it comes out in all of our other relationships. And I'll tell you, it definitely comes out in your faith and what you believe about who God is because you're telling yourself that his creation is not worthy. And so I, I love these words for Paul, and, and one of the best ways that we can start to, to adjust these things is by changing our mindset. It's by remembering this. It's by keeping these things in your mind and go, okay, you can't control your thoughts. I'm not saying you can control your thoughts, but you can control how you respond to that thought because you don't need to set your mind on it the, rest of the, the whole rest of the day. I can tell myself I'm not good enough, and it, or I, it can pop up in my mind, but I go, you know what? God is good enough. And he's in me, and he's going to make sure that I have exactly what I need when I need it, and we're going to get through this. And so that truth is what lives on your heart. And if you don't set your mind on these things and you change your mindset, things are, you're going to see this, your faith with God and your friendships and all your relationships grow out of that. Um, so let's look at a couple ways that we can change our mindset. That's kind of, okay, we all believe we need to be nicer to ourselves at this point. So how do do we fix this, or where can we go? So earlier in the same chapter, uh, Paul says in verse 2, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. And that seems very, very simple. Seems very easy for us to read that and go, oh, yeah, well, that would help a ton, right? I need to think about the things of heaven and not of earth. But the thing is, as soon as you fail, as soon as that grade comes in, as soon as that person tells you that you're not good enough or, you, you know, you may even have a parent. I'm, and and I'm, I'm sorry if you have a parent that, that speaks to you this way. It's a reality. If they're telling you these things and you're telling you, yourself these things, then you're always going to fall into that trap of not seeing yourself through the lens of your creator. You know, I personally, I struggle with anxiety a lot. It's not like an anxiety like I'm scared to fly or something like that. But it's just this anxiety of overthinking things, you know, taking something and just uh, hamster wheeling. You guys heard, you know, you just kind of hamster wheel on something. It may just be something I have to do the next day or anything. I'll really just like, man, I'll just 
just really beat it to death. And it'll just cause so much stress in my life, and it starts to come out in relationships, and it's just all for what? You know, it's just things. And so that's, you know, personally, I have to still, I have to tell myself, look, you don't need to worry about that stuff. God's got it. You don't need to be anxious about all those things. You know, I have that personal, uh, definitely that personal anxiety struggle. And if I would keep my mind on things above and I would keep my mind on who I really am, I would allow those things to go. I don't have to control all that. I shouldn't have to control all that. And so that anxiety leaves and you start to feel so much better uh, whenever we focus. You know, the, the idea that Jesus came to die for my sins and that he gave his, his only son to come here for us should be enough. It should be that. That's why we should respond, and it should always, always be enough. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is the human eye. Has anyone ever done any studies or heard anything about the human eye? Okay, so if anyone's ever done any research on the human eye, you realize that this thing is, is just insane the way it works, the eye. Inside of your eye is your retina. Well, in your retina, you have 127 million parts that make up just the retina of one of your eyes. And every one of those parts have to work together or you're blind in both eyes. So you start to do that math, that's like 250 million parts in two of your eyes that have to work for you to see. And God was able to design that intricate of a design. Put that into your eye so what, what, how much more perfect did he make everything that we are and put everything, all those pieces together? And he, what he wants you to do is be kind to yourself. He definitely wants you to be kind to yourself. And the bottom line today is be kind to yourself. That is, that, be kind to yourself. Okay, this is, I made this super, super simple because that's what I'm going to tell myself that's what I'm going to continue to try to move back to is be kind to myself. You need to be kind to yourself. And you know what's cool? I think about the human eye, and that is a, a perfect example of me trying to overdo anything that I'm wanting to be involved in and anything that I'm trying to fix myself. I mean, if my eye has 200, if eyes have 250 million parts, there's no way I'm going to control anything else, right? I mean, that's pretty insane. And so to give all of that up to our creator... And uh, to use these little tricks, these little things, this, this mindset shift, hopefully my goal for you is that tomorrow you'll wake up and when you look in the mirror, you'll see yourself differently. You'll see God in your eyes and you will go, oh my goodness, I am good enough. You know, I have a creator who sent his son to die for me and I'm absolutely good enough. And so the application for you is change your mindset and be kind to yourself. Change your mindset. Be kind to yourself. When you look in the mirror, when you're, next time you're trying on clothes, don't tell yourself those lies. Satan's going to creep into your life and lie to you every single chance he can get. Okay? So be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Um, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and pray. God, I want to lift this uh, simple, simple message to you that is so hard to apply and I really, I really pray for guidance and I pray for strength for every one of us in this room to be able to look in that mirror and be able to dive into our own mindsets and understand that everything that we do starts with us. And most of all, it starts with you. And if we can focus on you as our creator and if we can put you in our minds 
and we can understand that you are our filter. Not this world. The world's not our filter. Help remind us all week. Help, help for us to have an understanding. Help for us to have a belief this week that we can be kind to ourselves. We can forgive ourselves. We can be better so that every relationship that we have and everything that we believe about ourselves can be kinder and gentler. And we just pray that you will keep Satan at bay and that when he does sneak in and try to lie to us, that you will help remind us of this and uh, keep in the, in the front of our minds that we need to be kind to ourselves. We thank you so much for your son's sacrifice and everything Jesus has done, and we pray this in his name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.